Um, I'm not real sure. You know, the um, the episode with the group cast that you did. Um, I've never really been too sure about like what I actually believe as far as spiritual crap. Um, because a lot of it, if you look real closely at it, you start noticing inconsistencies and problems. Um, I think that's why, like, when I do the upside, the episodes I do, why they might have, like, a jolt kind of thing going on, because... I'm kind of like the extreme end of skepticism where it's not even skepticism. Um, it's like what I was talking about with nihilism where a lot of it is uh, kind of precognitive, right? Like it's like I don't really know what is actually true, you know, this kind of thing. There's some ideas, but, like, they don't really mean necessarily anything in the absolute sense or any kind of sense, necessarily. They could be false. It just depends, I guess. Um, you know, like, but if you're skeptical, like, some, most of the time skepticism is kind of done in uh, a sort of, like, I don't believe in you kind of thing, or I don't believe you, whatever it is. And, you know, belief is like, I believe in this guy, or whatever it is, no matter what, right? Um, I'm kind of in the opposite form where the skepticism is uh, the belief or non-belief. It's like precognitive in nature, as it were, I can use. Um, I mean, I have some ideas, obviously, like I've talked about, I guess I was on this, but like, most of the ideas are just like, you know, possible exploration, like, oh, this might be an interesting thing to kind of understand, and this might be an interesting thing to kind of, under, con to kind of contemplate, maybe it might be helpful, maybe not, I don't know, you know. Um, you know, the other thing to have less of is precognitive skepticism, but it's, it's still something that's very much there. Um, subscribe to one belief or idea. Um, 
It's kind of like if you're writing a book or creating something. And you're not real concerned about like what the final product project or product is gonna be. You're just kind of creating for creation's sake. Um, in this kind of way, you become able to create without having like a final destination or a need for a final destination in mind. Um, you know, things like this, right? And so, I don't really have any, like, beliefs because of that. Like, I'm more interested in idea generation. Like, what ideas can I come up with? And what... What do those ideas look like, and why, and do they match reality or not? Why, why not? Um, not because I'm looking for some absolute truth, but just looking for a sort of uh, I guess a pragmatic approach to self and, and life and to a certain extent spirituality as well or practical, whatever phrase you want to use, because I'm not stuck on one spiritual understanding over another. Now, I have some ideas that are somewhat common throughout these different creations that I've done and that I've come across and, and things like this, but those are mostly just kind of like, uh, you know, what I've talked about before, one of working, working frameworks and I talked about this in an episode a couple of years ago. But um you know, I don't know I don't know if I believe necessarily in, in spirits taking over in this kind of thing. I think there is a a nature well, I think there's 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 a couple things to be be said about this nature and different forms of it. But I do believe that there is a, because we are all born with a spark, you can call that spark, you know, creativity, divinity, whatever it is, but we're all born with it because it's not just, it, it, you know, we're, we're not born with it in a sense of like, I have a spark, you have a spark, it's very different. It is very different, individually speaking, but it's part of the same whole, right? Like, the thing that I've read about when it comes to soul, the soul in it, this book that I've read before, it's really interesting, talks about how the soul is not actually within your body. I mean, it is. And and uh, there is, like, a certain unique energy within your own particular uh, part of the soul that makes up what you, you think you are, things like this. But the soul is everywhere, everything kind of thing like and so it's everything um I don't know sure how much I buy that but I do think that there is a a universal um essence or spirit or awareness whatever whatever, whatever you want to call it but the problem is oftentimes when people call it something call it spark or soul or god 
it starts to limit what this thing is. And this thing is not actually limited. It's unlimited. It's eternal. It's free, right? Um, and so because it's unlimited, eternal, free, the, the spirituality that like anyone could create is mild in comparison to like what actually might actually be because this thing is unlimited and eternal and free um you know like your spirituality sounds almost more purple than green actually it's really weird like there there are spirits out there and they take over us and they make uh, us do these things and things like this it's kind of sounds very purple in that way in some ways like the ancestor spirits work through us or whatever it is um And because we have to, well, I don't, we don't have to, but it, I find that it's, um, it sort of cheapens spirituality when you start to actually like name it and define it and kind of limit it into a specific kind of understanding. Like, oh, the spirits are entering us into, to do these things like love or whatever it is. Um, Uh, not that it's wrong to say what it is just it's just a sort of metaphor or symbol that's symbolizing something greater and so we have to make sure not to mistake the symbol for the actual itself for the unlimited eternal free thing itself whatever that might be um, ever changing thing you know, the people say that uh, God is the one thing that is unchanging. You know, look to the thing that is never changing and this kind of thing. But there is nothing that's never changing. Everything changes. God is being created. Not only is God creator, but he is being created by us, by our concepts of God or spirit or soul or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And so because of that, we can't... You'll say that like, oh... God is this, but not that. Like, we are born as spirits into a body that is physical, things like this. Um, if we understand those things as concepts and we kind of uh, look at how they fit and, and or don't fit and we kind of play with them, that's fine. But, like, if we make them into a... Um, a dogma or an absolute or and I know you're not making it into an absolute but you're, if you're if you make it into like a a thing that is or dogma and there's no necessarily changing of that you're going to miss the most magnificent magnificent part of it actually because you are creating God and spirituality with your own experience of it and with your own new understandings of it. And so if you have, and if you stay with the, the current understandings that you have, you're going to be very limited, uh, which is not what you are as a soul, as a spirit, whatever that is. Uh. Um, I actually did not realize I was going to go this deep. 
um, with this episode. With this uh, group cast. But yeah, that's why I'm not real. Um, you know, like that's why oftentimes when my episodes will change. Like I will. There are certain like things you could probably look back to at different episodes, and you'll see like some things that are still there. But um, that kind of is very limiting as well. Something I'm becoming aware of as well. But you know, those things that are still there are things that I find can still work. But you know, there are other things that work as well. And this is why I'm not a real big fan of the term better. Um, you know, there's a deep concept that's related to this. Or the, there's a really good phrase that's related to this, which is, ours is not a better way, it's sim simply just another way. Um, you know, it's, it's a thing that nobody's going to tell you because they want you to buy into the spirituality that they're selling you or the guru that they believe in or the God they believe in, whatever it is. Nothing wrong with it, I suppose. Because they need something to keep them within spirituality, but it's it's not a better way. It's merely just another way. Uh, in that sense, it doesn't mean that you don't you have no morals, and you're like, oh, you know, nothing's better or worse, or you know, not even really morals, but like principles and like things that you think are things to be strive towards and things like this but the difference is that your principles morals whatever it is solutions are not something that you're choosing because of others you're choosing it because of yourself and your own inner self experience um, and so I probably will be continuing this whole uh, getting deeper within the inner experience element of this as well because um, this is where true creation is actually like I find that like a lot of people create they think creation is about like doing art or making music or whatever I mean, that, that's that's something too we can go into like oh that is art and creative but that's like one percent of one percent of one percent of what creativity is like, you could write an amazing book, but once that book is done, it's over. Like, there's no creating, there's no recreating that. But, like, if you create yourself, if you create yourself into something different, you can change that again. You can change it into something even better um, within your particular moral metric or whatever you want to call it. Not even really moral metric, but, like, your particular metric... Um, which is what I think real evolution is. It's evolution is not about, like... I mean, it is. Especially at the lower levels of spiral dynamics, like, you know, beige to green. And yes, green has survival needs as well, but they're, they're different than beige, obviously, and, and whatnot. But, um, the... What was I, where was I going? But evolution survival is 
at these like different levels or it's not about like necessarily physical survival because like you could be so happy and blissful within this dreamlike state that it doesn't really matter like your physical body it almost feels like like the deeper you can go into this your physical body becomes more and more unreal like reality around you becomes more and more unreal and things like this which helps you to kind of bridge the gap between creativity and um, rigidity. Right? Like if you're stuck in your body, which is past, it's memories from the past, emotions from the past, the thoughts from the past, understandings from the past, things like this, then you're going to be more rigid very uh, and, and dogmatic. But if you're not in the body as much if you're kind of more uh, ethereal or light or whatever the word you would want to use, then you are going to be less, it's possible for you to be less rigid, less stuck in this and, and, and whatnot, because you're not doing this based on the past. I mean, the past, you can use that past knowledge and information and uh, experience and whatnot to figure out what you want and don't want but that past in this kind of deeper in this sort of lighter mindset and state of being is only a tool it's not the all that would be in the body like what especially it would be the all if, if when you're in the body with, when it comes to like red and the blue and things like this the green and orange less so with this, but it's still there and still absolutely there. Um, thirteen thirty one. Thirteen thirty one. Press home to unlock. But yeah, that's the right. Recording duration eighteen minutes twenty seconds. Left channel on. Right channel on. Pause button. The episode, I guess. That's the group cast. I guess. Um. Anyways, yeah. Um. I'm hoping that we don't get it, or if we do get it, it's overhyped again, because, I mean, they often overdo it, they often overhype it, like last year, I think they underhyped it a little bit, to me, or I, I was just a little bit underhyping it, but yeah, um, so this, this kind of like, level uh that we're talking that i'm talking about with spirituality can also be done with you know other knowledge you know, you know science or philosophy or whatever it is <clears throat> so it, it becomes more of a creative uh system rather than a rigid reductive one but anyways yeah hope you guys are all right we we still have power so Yep. See how long that lasts when the damn thing comes. What's going on, everybody? So, what you just heard was. I was talking with some people about different things, and that was kind of what came up. So, I figured I'd do this as an episode. 
I might do a couple episodes today, actually, but we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, um, this is a, a deeply profound understanding, to be honest with you. It's, it's something that you don't really hear people talk about. And the best way to really go into this, the simplest, is this expression. You are a human being. Not a human doing. Um, you know, people think they, the key to life for them is if I do this thing, I'll have this. If I have it, if I do the thing called get a job, I'll have the thing called money. And I'll be the thing called happy. Um, this do have be paradigm, right? But actually, they have it completely do the opposite. Um, it's actually the way the key to anything is through inner experience. What are you being in this moment? Are you being happy, sad, angry, uh, peaceful, compassionate, wise, unwise? What are you being right now? Things like this. Um, because if you're if you're coming from a place of trying to do your way to happiness, you're going to excuse your way towards. Uh, And that kind of thing can build a lot of resentment because it's like, well, this thing makes you happy, and I want you to be happy. And I want if I if I think that the key to happiness is to make you happy and things like this, you're going to be doing that. If you want to be by yourself, or if you want to be seen as you're loving or whatever it is, there's different things involved. But oftentimes we go about it from a place of doing this. Um, nothing wrong with doing it that way, but it's it's not the most easiest of paths to do it that way. Actually, the easiest thing to do is to proceed from a place of being something. Happy, sad, joyful, alive, wise, um, what are you being right now? Don't look to another, what another person is being. I mean, that's, that, you can, you can look to what they're being in, in relation to what you're being, but really what you're interested in is what you're being right now. If you don't know what you're being, look to your state being is a little bit more your emotional state or your mind state it's kind of like those but it's a little bit more than that in some ways um, <clears throat> it's part of it though right um, so what are you being right you're a human being and a human doing um, 
And so because we spend our lives just trying to do all these different things. Oh, I gotta go to do this. I gotta go take, take a shower. I gotta go pay some bills. I gotta go, 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 go. We um, end up getting frustrated. We end up getting annoyed. We end up getting kind of stuck within this consciousness where the goal is the thing itself. Whatever that thing is, right? And usually those things are often, pretty much all of those things are impermanent. Like, oh, I'm doing this so that I can be, so that I can have the thing called money. Have the thing called house. And be the thing called happy, right? But because you have it reversed, you're going to be much more attached to those things. Because you do have it reversed, and you don't, you don't realize that you're you're doing it. Um. So, be, do have become aware of your inner experience. Always become aware of your inner experience. And there's there are several reasons why this is, but this is one of them. Uh, and. This is important because if you're trying to you recreate yourself, you can't really do it from a place of doing this. It just, it's, it's an important part, but it's only like a part. What you really need to become aware of is the inner experience. The inner experience is more important than the outer experience. Than the outer you know, what you're doing what you're having because of what you're doing is only like 10% of what you're actually trying to achieve here. Because ultimately you don't really care about or at least not completely about these things that you're getting, like your phone, your house, those are just a means to an end. I mean, those things are wonderful and important. Don't get me wrong, but they're they're like you're, it'd be like if you had if you, it'd be like if you were to um, order food, right? from somewhere like let's say you're you're using DoorDash or whatever and you order food the food comes and you look at the food and you go oh food I'm glad I got my food oh and then you don't eat it you just sit there and like look at it (laughs) that's kind of what we're doing with these things these things are wonderful like a phone or a house but they're They're just tools. Like having a house is wonderful, but it's, it's it's just a way for you to be safer from the elements and things like this, right? But because we come from this sort of do, have, be 
paradigm, everything becomes uh, what's the word I'm going to look for? What's the word I would use here? Everything becomes more uh, dependent. Like now you're dependent upon these things to make you happy. Or to make you wise or to make you strong or whatever it is and so if you're if for some reason those things get threatened or something for some reason your state of being is cut off or threatened and changes into a new state of being because of something that is happening you are now dependent upon the world for things. And you're going to be dependent on the world. It's not like you're going to ever, never point, going to be dependent on the world or whatever. The point isn't that you're going to be completely independent from the world. That's, that's obviously impossible, right? What's going to happen if you choose be, do, have instead of do, have, be is you're going to not need to have things happen in a precise specific kind of way things might happen you might not like that that happened but that's not the same thing as being attached to those things and being you know like mad and angry that those things aren't happening whatever it is uh, this is kind of getting off topic a little bit but it's not unrelated um and we'll get into what that, why that is in a minute. But if you approach things from a sort of, if I need to, I need to do things in order to have a thing called house and money and job and things like this, <clears throat> and once from that place, I'll be the thing called, called happy or whatever. What happens if you do those things and those things never come? The things you're trying to have. Your sense of happiness is interrupted it's destroyed because you're basing your happiness on having things people time money love sex whatever it is And that's that that limits you. You're limited now. But what if you did something that's fucking radical, which is to change that. Decide today that what if I can actually be happy without needing these things? Without needing to have certain things. I mean, these things would be nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that you should, like, avoid those things. The point isn't to avoid or not avoid. The point is to choose inner experience first before you do any of these things. Because if you're able to do that, 
that is the most unlimited thing you can do for yourself. There's no limit you can go into from that place. Because you can choose to be happy. You can choose to be wise. You can choose to be whatever it is you're choosing to be without needing to do anything. You, your, your sense of doing this should be coming out of what it, whatever it is you're being right now. But for most people, that's reversed. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it's very limiting. It's very frustrating to live that way. You might be like, well, it sounds difficult to live the way that you're talking about. It's like, I have to be something. And from that place, I must do something, you know, things like this, right? Well, you don't have to be, but like, this is, it sounds more difficult, but that's only because you're so used to doing it this way. Freedom is found in being things before you do them. Now you can, and so, to reverse this paradigm, the uh, new paradigm is be, do, have. So, let's put this in context. I know there, and I know there's a lot of ground here. This is very broad, and we're going to be covering some of this, I think, in the future. But to put this in context now what you're doing is you're being something you're being happy you're being joyful you're being whatever it is you're being and you're doing things not in spite of what you're being but because of what you're being and then from that place you're having the thing called money or job or love or another whatever it is that you're having But if you do it the opposite way, you're going to get a lot of ownership. Everything becomes, you're very possessive of another because that other person is filling a hole inside of you. It's creating a need for happiness that, that this person is supposedly meeting for you because you have the do, do, be happy, do have paradigm reversed. Um, which creates attachments, which creates a lot of these problems that we're seeing, right, in the world around us. Um, which is why they leave you or they get tired of you or whatever it is, right? Um, you, you do the thing called social justice. You have the thing called social justice. You, you try to do things... And then, but because those things aren't happening, and they're never, not really going to happen as fast as you want them to happen, that's just fact. Um, 
and that's not even talking about whether we disagree or not <laughs> um, uh, even if everybody agrees on what your social justice message is which they, they won't but even if they did it's not going to happen very fast because that's how life works um, and so if those things aren't happening fast enough if you're not having the results that you're trying to strive for by doing these things you're not going to be the thing called satisfied with your efforts or whatever it is and so you're going to be suffering more you're going to be frustrated you're going to be angry you're going to be um, annoyed constantly because things aren't going the way you're, that you need them to be that's what makes things into a need you're, a, you know, a need is if I don't get this thing I'm upset I'm sad I'm you know, frustrated whatever it is because it's coming from a do have me paradigm So, this is just one example of how you you are able to. This is what this one example of self definition. But because you're doing it from this place, you've defined yourself as a person who needs things because of your past results and things like this. But the be do have paradigm if you decide and it, it is going to be uh, a little difficult because it's not natural for you to do this it is actually the most natural thing to do but because you aren't used to doing it this way it's going to be it's going to be feeling very difficult to do um <clears throat> and it's not going to feel natural and so you do it you might be like, well, I'm not getting the results that I'm getting that I want to get from doing this. Because you're trying to do your way to being. You can't do your way to being. Um, but if you actually did this for you know, a couple of weeks or whatever, you might start realizing the naturalness of this. And there's some very deep, radical results that you can get from doing this. Like... You might be like, well, it sounds great, right? I can be the thing called happy and I can do things from this place, but will I have the thing called money? Will I have the thing called wealth? A new car, a new phone, whatever it is I'm getting. The thing about a lot of that is the reason why you think you need those things is because you haven't been the thing called happy. Because you think these things are going to make you happy once you get them. But if you intend or choose to be the thing called happy and do things from this place, whether you have the thing called car or phone or house or whatever is can be of very little significance to you because once you do this for a long period of time, 
the world around you becomes less real. And because it becomes less real, it's it becomes much easier to change yourself, redefine yourself. You know, a lot of a lot of motivational motivate motivational motivational speaking and motivational speakers are like, oh, you can change yourself and you can change your self confidence and your security in yourself and things like this. And this is how you do it. You know, they're doing it. They're they're not completely wrong, but they're only like showing you like one percent of it. And they're probably not even aware of it themselves. You know, be, there's this expression. I think it's a Jesus expression, but it might not be. Uh, which is like, be in the world, but not of it. You know, what that basically just means that you're in the world. You're doing things in the world, but you're not. Um, you're, you're, it's not life and death. It's not survival and death in this kind of way. You're, because you're, you you know that you can be whatever you need to be, want to be, etc. And to do things from that place. It creates ultimate freedom. So the most free you can actually be. Um, it's amazing. You can live your life without suffering. But you must become aware of this possibility. You must be able to learn how to be the thing called not suffering and do things from this place. Be the thing called uh, happy and, and live from this place. And there's different ways of doing this. You know, I've, I've, I've made a book on this and I, watched, I might do some episodes on this book. Um, different things you can do. Or different things you can kind of practice doing. Um, that don't necessarily rely on the outside world as much. That it can help you learn how to be more of these things. Um... And once you are able, once you've do, done this for a long time and you get you get the knack of it, you are able to become very fluid. And most people aren't fluid because they haven't learned how to do this. Because they think and because society has taught us and corporations have taught us that the solution is to do the thing called get a job. You'll get a job and you'll have the thing called money, which makes means you'll be able to have the thing called get a house. Whatever it is you're having, and from that place you'll be happy. From that place you'll be peaceful. But if you don't, but if you aren't able to get a good job, you're not going to be able to, able to have the thing called money or get a house or whatever it is, and you won't be able to be happy. And so all of these things are dependent on 
the do and the have. If your job, if you don't like your job, the do, you, you're not going to be able to be happy. If you don't like, if, you, if you're not able to get a house or a partner or whatever it is you're trying to get, you won't be the thing on happy because everything is dependent on the do and the have. Which means that because that's the case, because you're doing it backwards, you're going to be more needy and more dependent on others and on the world around you. You're going to be very possessive of others that you feel make you happy. Because those things, because you feel like you have, you don't have enough of those things. Same for money. If you if you feel like money makes you happy, which it is, it's great. Um, but if you feel you don't have enough of it because you have it backwards, it's a do have you paradigm. You are going to be very very uh, frugal with it. You're going to be so frugal with it that like people will be like, I need money from you. I'll give it back, you know, whatever it is, right? And they'll be like, no. And you won't be the thing called abundant, right? This is kind of a law of attraction principle, but it's also different as well in that I'm not not bringing it to you from a law of attraction mindset. Because the law of attraction to me, I think if you are listening to the law of attraction type stuff and they're telling you this, it's not wrong to do it this way like we do have. I agree. Absolutely agree. But the problem is if you're doing it because you're trying to have the thing called money, you're going to try to reverse this again. And so you have to learn that the key to all of this is inner experience first. Inner always follows the outer. Or outer always follows the inner. Sorry. So you start with the inner experience first. Well, what are you being right now? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you annoyed? Are you frustrated? What is it? Right. And then from that place, you do things. And then from that place, you have things that you got by doing things right um just one example of how creativity works this is how you define yourself what are you being right now and we can go into the deep levels of being the almost metaphysical nature of it, but uh, that's another episode. So yeah, like, what are you being right now? What are you doing as you're being these things? And what are you having because of what you're doing? Because of what you were being, right? That's one 
understanding of you're not a human doing, you're a human being. That's the big, that's a big one. But also because of that, you understand as well that you are a human being, right? You're a process, you're a verb. Um, which means that you aren't some like completed portrait, you know, like if you paint a portrait and you're done with the portrait, it's done. There's no changing the portrait. Um, but you're not a un unchanging portrait. You're, you're not a finished portrait. Uh, you're still in progress. You're still in working progress. Right. And so the portrait is ever changing. It's ever changing based on what you're being what you define yourself as, what you define the world as, whatever that is. This is this is evolution. This is like the next step of evolution. Evolution people talk about evolution as if it's like the survival of the fittest. I mean that's part of what it is, but that's like 1% of 1% of what's actually happening here. Because we're, we're honestly past that in a lot of ways when it comes to that in society. I mean, we have the ability to destroy ourselves, but we haven't yet. We have the ability to Change our change ourselves because of the ability of self-awareness, and because we have that ability, we can become so uh, we can be so so much to where the world around us can actually seem unreal. Because it's less important to you than what you're being. From that place, you can be so fluid that, like, things around you can seem very fluid as well. Um, of course, there's the other realities as well that we, I'll talk about in this other, the, this, uh, the beginning segment, which is like the precognitive nature of this, where it's like you, you've become so being like in nature that you don't really do the thing called have a belief you don't need to have this you might have some ideas you might have some even some things that you um, believe in strongly at this level but because you're 
able to use choose inner experience over outer reality because you're able to be more and more because you're able to be something more those beliefs they are actually become very insignificant because they're based on uh the world and the world changes you know like we're we're living in a changing world and so a stage blue mindset it somewhat works in society but if it's very extreme it's very dogmatic and rigid it's not it's unable to really make changes that are useful within society stage blue is useful but only if it's brought within certain contexts of current reality you know same with any state other stages spiral dynamics we talk we've been talking about spiral dynamics in this episode um and yeah this is this is what we're doing i mean you can be this is such a radical process where even eventually you start realizing that the body is unimportant you could die and, and it wouldn't matter to you at all you might be like well david that sounds dangerous right like you could you just stop living now and if that's what you want to do you know like it sounds dangerous because if the world is unreal to you then you might like jump off a bridge or fall off of a you know a roof or something because you know the un world is unreal right but the world is so unreal that like even if i decided to do that it wouldn't matter but if but but the other element of this as well is that because i choose being over doing you know why would i do that what would be the point right um why would I go into traffic? You know, the world is so unreal that it wouldn't matter. Even if I did. But if I did, I'd be choosing doing over being. Being follows doing. Or doing follows being, sorry. Um, and so... <clears throat> You wouldn't necessarily do anything that would jeopardize what you're being, that would kill your body, uh, and you, know, it, you might still be, you know, you're not as concerned about that, or concerned about that at all, honestly, at these levels, because you, you become aware, deeply aware that the world around you isn't real in the absolute sense that we think of it. Um, but you wouldn't do that purposefully because you, you are aware that it doesn't really matter if you're living or dying. Which means that it doesn't mean that you're going to like choose to die. It just means it doesn't matter whether this happens or not. Um, in the same way that like you, if somebody tells you like, do you want pizza or you do or, or do you want uh calzone right 
you but like I don't matter. Doesn't mean that if you get the calzone, you're gonna go, oh fuck you, calzone, and you're gonna like smash it or something. Um, it doesn't matter, right? Of course, a lot of people say it doesn't matter when it really does, but that's a different topic. Um, for a different episode, um, or they'll be like. Sure, when they mean no, or they'll because they're they're because they're coming from a do half B uh, paradigm. When and so they so because they and so they think the answer is pleasing others or pleasing themselves excessively. When uh, really the answer is. Become aware of what you're being. When you notice what you're being, you notice that you don't necessarily need to please others or yourself excessively. Uh, this 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 con con this uh, this concept and this episode in the beginning of this episode is so deep and wide that we could go into this for. 10 hours and, and we could barely scratch the surface of it because it's it's a self-creating concept and I'm just giving you like the bare bones here because it's so deep let's see where are we here oh there it goes 38, let's see, that's uh, 57, I guess. Alright. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it there for this episode. Um, I do want to go back into this as a deeper view do have kind of episode in the future. But, uh, anyways. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to the next one.